Hi, everybody. My name is Jared Milrad. I'm the founder and president of Movie Karma. We're the nonprofit organization here in the United States that created our podcast, Rewriting Hollywood, which I'm sure as many of you know, is focused on diversity, equity, inclusion, and social impact in Hollywood. Really looking at the power of storytelling and how it can be a force for good and for social change all around the world. Uh, and today I'm really excited to have a, a global guest joining us all the way from Singapore, a couple guests uh, rather, for their latest documentary called Lady. Uh, Lady is an award-winning documentary, again, coming to us from Singapore, that really highlights the, the, the role of caregivers in our society, um, looking at issues around dementia, mental health, uh, physical health. Um, and, and just the impacts that um, these issues can have on families, on caregivers, and on, on each of us. It's a really powerful documentary, again, called Lady. Uh, we celebrated it and recognized it uh, as part of our Show for Change Film Festival. Uh, and today, I'm really excited to be joined by two of the um, filmmakers uh, really involved in this project, a director and a producer. We're joined by Pei Ling, uh, who directed Lady, uh, as well as a producer, Yi Ming. Um, welcome to you both. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for having hey. us. Yeah, thank you for having us. Excited to be here. Absolutely, absolutely. Thanks so much for being part of our film festival. So to start off, um, to both of you, uh, Pei Ling, Yi Ming, let's talk about the, the really just the background that both of you bring to this story um, as, as creators, as filmmakers, director, producer. Tell us a little bit, if you would, about what inspired you to make this project, um, but also just if you would tell us a little bit about your backgrounds um, as filmmakers. Maybe I'll start with you, um, with Pei Ling. Yeah, um, yeah, maybe I can share a little bit about my background. So I came from broadcast television, um, where I used to make a lot of like TV documentaries uh, for channels like, you know, National Geographic, uh, Discovery Channel, and like Singapore's like local news uh, outfit channel, News Asia. And then, so I did that for five and a half years. And then I was like pretty jaded and I was like, okay, I need to do something that fills my soul. Mm -hmm. So I joined a non a nonprofit uh, digital storytelling platform uh, called Our Better World. So we basically work with a lot of like different nonprofits or other NGOs, and we make like short documentaries for them, and we put it out there. And there's always like a call to action uh, for their cause. So I've been there for about two and a half years, and uh, so ladies kind of like a side like passion project that. I've been working on as a team along the site, yeah. Okay, some background about the three of us. So me and yeah. Payton are actually like university friends, so we go way back and um, yeah, it's really cool. And Kelly's actually my ex-colleague from, so back, back then I was working at a local news uh, paper in Singapore covering a range of social issues and other, other related issues. So that was my full-time job. Um, and I was doing a lot of that. Uh, after that, I went to freelancing uh, for the last three years. So I actually write for a number of uh, regional, international publications, but um, close to my heart, uh, what's close to my heart is a lot of social issues. So actually, um, I actually got to know of this uh, kind of like lady sitting who's the protagonist in the film when I was kind of like just starting out my freelancing. It came to me through an assignment with this uh, philanthropic organization that I got to know through my journalism days and I was kind of really struck by Siti and her love for her husband Gary. So for me it was it was a love story above it all. And 
I think I was just very moved um, by what I saw, how she, um, you know, how she did caregiving for him. And it was kind of relentless uh, on her part. Um, and somehow I got the idea, like, hey, let's like kind of do a story. I thought it was worth uh, it was worth telling this story because young onset dementia is not really heard about um, in Singapore specifically. And um, actually, funnily enough, I, I kind of didn't want to do a documentary at first. So it started from what, what I was familiar with, um, print and writing, and it evolved to a photo story. And then finally, I decided like um, maybe a documentary would kind of um, tell her story best. And that's how I kind of like approach my friends so Kelly and Palin did not know each other um, like personally, but they somehow met like by fate in New York, like <laughs> a random Singapore event. So I think they got to know each other. I was like, okay, let's bring these two together because Kelly also has experience um, doing film. She was uh, studying at Columbia, at uh, Columbia University, and, and she was doing a uh, master's in um, photo, uh, sorry, um, documentary. Yeah, so she actually produced a film as well. So I thought these two people have like the best expertise and like let's let's combine our strengths of these uh, like three powerful ladies together and let's do something. Yeah. That's really neat. So you kind of combine forces and 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 as you said, maybe met by fate to, to do it. <laughs> Um, I wanted to ask you about the topics in this film, as you alluded to, um, you mean, because, uh, you know, my father actually had dementia, passed away from dementia. A lot of families are impacted by dementia. In his case, he was in his 80s when he was um, diagnosed. But as you said, this is not just some an, a disease uh, that really affects older people, it also affects younger people. And I understand that this is an issue on the rise in Singapore and perhaps other parts of the world um, where younger people are being diagnosed uh, as early as folks in their late 30s, 40s, and 50s um, with dementia. And so uh, I'll throw it over to Pei Ling. Uh, tell us a little bit more, building what Yiming just said about why dementia was an important topic that you think that you wanted to highlight and why this particular story resonated with you, uh, Pei Ling. Yeah, um, so I think when Yiming approached me and told me about this story and she mentioned like young onset dementia, I was like, what was that? Like, I, I didn't even know what it was. I mean, I've, I've heard about dementia and how like it only affects like elderly. But when she told me about Gary, who was in his 50s and experiencing, already experiencing very uh, um, late stage uh, signs, you know, right. of dementia, I was like, whoa, this is quite like, something else I've never heard of it and it's not been highlighted it's not usually been highlighted in like families where like you know kids are still studying and their dad or their mom is already like you know showing signs of dementia so um I think what drew me to the story was actually what Yiming said like you know it's a love story and through that love we witness this amazing like feat of caregiving and, and so there were two layers to this story you know firstly obviously it's about you know young onset dementia and caregiving but the second layer was we didn't want to glorify this uh, sacrificial act of caregiving you know like sometimes especially in the Asian context um, people are kind of taught to like you know we don't want to burden our loved ones uh, if we feel pain or suffering and it's quite difficult to like ask for help explicitly 
and also for caregivers it's almost assumed that you know if a loved one is sick we will immediately step into the role of this caregiving role and no questions asked you know at the expense of our own like health and we even feel guilty for kind of wanting to prioritize like our own health uh mental or physical in those circumstances so that's another layer that we wanted to highlight through the film you know we saw an opportunity there because you know the city and uh, she has two kids who are still in school and she's also like taking like she lives in a space where two elderly parents Gary's parents so yeah it was really quite like many many different layers in her story that we really felt that it would have it was that really contributed to the integrity of the story yeah it's fascinating um really interesting Eming, i want to uh, turn it to you on that point um on this point of caregivers because i think caregivers are often um i mean in many cultures portrayed you know either uh, negatively or you know building what paling said kind of I mean, really do bear the burden of of caring for a loved one. And like in this case, we do see it's a really powerful love story, this young mother who's caring for her her husband when he's diagnosed. So talk a little bit about the issue of caregiving, if you would, uh, Yiming, and, and how you how you wanted to portray this issue, um, you know, through through Lady, through your film. I think the film through through City, we actually see many different um aspects of her personality and in caregiving, I mean, you see the the love and the tireless devotion, um, kind of like sacrificing her her time. So she had kind of like a weird schedule where she would sleep at like in the middle of like it was like three a.m. You know, she would still be putting her him to sleep, and then after that, she would do some chores at like in the middle of the night, like twelve a.m. And then after that, she would um finally have the time to tune into her own needs and like maybe she'll watch her favorite TV show and things like that. So there was very little like space for herself. Um, so having um, that sense of self being lost, it was quite, quite, um, uh, it stood out a lot. Yeah, even things like um, going to the swimming pool and, and like exploring her own hobbies and finding me time, it was something that she wrestled a lot with like she would feel guilty and also like is it okay to take time for myself so there was a, there's a lot of complexity when it comes to caregiving you know in putting your own needs versus your obligation and what you're expected to do yeah Pailin you want to add on to anything mm -hmm. Pailin do you want to add to that just in terms of caregiving and how you want to portray that issue in the song mm, no I think just this one thing maybe like we wanted this film to kind of get people to start asking questions you know about caregiving and whether you know sometimes we put caregivers on a pedestal but we forget that like they're only human so I think that's one of the main themes that we wanted to bring out is start people to get people to start questioning like okay are we looking out for our caregivers you know who's looking out for them if they are looking out for other people yeah yeah, definitely a big issue here in the United States for sure, because I mean, particularly many folks, I mean, in my family and folks I've known who've been caregivers or are caregivers, you know, don't have the social safety net or support, right, to to care for their own families, to your point, Paling, and don't have, you know, government funding or or support from society to do this work. So 
uh, I'll turn it back to you. Um, well, either one of you, but maybe Ming, uh, if you want to comment on just like that issue as well that we see in the film of just the just the lens to which folks go to care, obviously care for their loved ones, but you know what role do you think society has to play um, to you know help caregivers or help people struggling with with diseases like dementia? Mm, I think there needs to be more kind of uh, structured and also un um, like informal support networks because I think right now there are a few agencies that handle um, handle this issue uh, and maybe not uh, hang on so so there are a few formal networks that you can actually turn to but um, I think most of the time there's still a lot of stigma in, in mm -hmm. our society people don't want to reach out for help and um, they kind of like want to keep it within the family and they don't want to share so much so um, I think having this openness to be willing to speak up um, would, would really help and you know just turn into a maybe a neighbor maybe a person in a shopping mall they kind of like look out um, for 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 your family because I think in the film like Gary got lost and I, I don't know maybe in an ideal society when maybe more of the public could know about it and they can't like step in so actually Singapore there, there's a number of like initiatives to kind of like build um this like dementia dementia awareness uh, awareness about dementia and support but of course there can be uh, more more to be done yeah yeah absolutely I mean, much more to be done I know in many parts of the world um Peiling, what are your thoughts on that in terms of what society's role is on these issues, supporting caregivers, supporting, you know, families and folks that are living with dementia on these types of really debilitating degenerative diseases? What what can society do to help? Uh, I think, I mean, it's also quite cultural, right? Like, mm -hmm. it's, it's very nuanced, like different cultures have different kind of lens that they view caregiving through, at least through I think in Singapore we're definitely talking more about you know um the aspect of caregiving therefore trying to lessen the stigma um but I think there still is this like overall like shame that you know there's something wrong with my family right. and people find it hard to even explicitly say it like even just like last week I was having dinner with my mom and she was telling me she was like oh if I ever fall sick I don't want to be taken care of because I don't want to be a burden mm. and I'm like yeah but like you know people want to take care of you right. so it's just this like general mindset that has been so ingrained maybe in earlier generations and now we're trying to like you know shift that in current generations by even talking about it so I think it's going to take a while for like any cultural shift to even happen. But I think like what Yiming said, we need to constantly, you know, let people know, you know, it's okay. You know, it's not a burden. Uh, it's okay to talk about it. If you need help, like it's okay to ask for help. It's like, it's just very simple things, but people find it so hard to even like reach out sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Such a beautiful point. And no, I mean, I've heard the same thing from my own family about, the guilt and and like you said, the shame around even just asking for help. Such a great point. Um, and hopefully everyone listening takes that to heart as well. I'm wondering on that point, 
May I go to you, Yiming? What's what's the response been from audiences as they've seen this around the world? Because it is obviously a very specific story, but what's so beautiful about specific stories is they're often very universal. Um, so what what has the response been uh, to to the film, and what have audiences said as they've reflected on their own families that have dealt with these issues? Yeah. Um... I think we, we showed the film to a couple of friends and some of our partners, people who kind of took, um, helped us with the film. And I think the response has been pretty overwhelmingly like uh, positive. And it's really heartening to know um, that it kind of resonates with like, every single one of them, young and young or old. Um, I, I think some some people say it was very moving. Some people said uh, it was it made them grateful about their current situation. So it, so it was a really diverse mix of perspectives. And of course, people say it was educational as well. And also visually, it was really cool because we had like um, a fair bit of like imaginative um, and animation sequences, mm -hmm. which was yeah. really, really cool. Uh, so well, like it's been really great and we're excited to, to have more people watch it. Yeah. Peiling, what, what has the response been to you? And also just building on that, um, I'm curious if you want to talk at all about the the structure of how you told the story, because Eming said the the way in which you did it was also very creative. Maybe walk us through any of the any thoughts you have and the choices you've made there. Sure. Um, so we kind of used two devices beyond like you know live action footage. We used like uh, this little dementia clock animation. And we have full animation sequences. And I mean, so we saw the dementia clock as like a motif to kind of like separate, subtly separate the film into like chapters, where slowly, you know, it's, it's just to give like audiences a sense of time. And it's actually been, uh, it's, it's inspired by the dementia clock test, where, you know, people, persons of dementia, when they get tested, they have to do, they just have to draw a clock. And the, because it tests like your cognitive like abilities, you know, whether you understand, be able to understand logic and all that kind of things. So the more they're unable to draw a clock, the graver the, the, the symptoms. So over the film, we designed like four different clocks that are obviously, you know, that fail to re resemble a clock as time passed, which mm. we wanted to use to show the passing of time and you know how it's just getting more serious, worse and worse. And um, the full animation sequences, we, we wanted something that was quite like a combination of like abstract and uh, a literal retelling. And we wanted the colors to kind of be more bright as compared to the dreariness or the gravity of like the anecdotes that City was relating. Because, you know, City, as you know, like if you've seen from the film, like her personality is so vibrant, right? And she wears yeah. a heart on her sleeve. And we wanted to portray that to the colors. And we, you know, we wanted to show that, you know, this her spirit is still, it still comes through even when the situation is dire, you know, Siti still tries her best, you know, she, she doesn't falter. And even if she does, it's okay, because that's fine. But we wanted the colors to kind of, um, yeah, we wanted it to have style, but also be real. Yeah. 
And yeah. that was our goal of the animations, yeah. Yeah, it's beautifully done. It really it really has both. Um, Ming, do you want to add to that in terms of what story choices you made here and why you decided to tell the story in the ways that you did and what techniques you decided to use? I think part of the context of that was also because I think like, um, I think there were unexpected events that happened during the film that kind of like changed the flow of the story. And um, we also, we were also like wrecking our brains. How do we tell the story? And at that time, we didn't think of animation. So actually animation came in to kind of like uh, fill some of the holes because there were things like anecdotes from the past that we couldn't really tell. And we were thinking of how do we portray um, in, a, in an engaging way. So that was... That was then, of course, to, to 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 give voice to the very vibrant uh, personality of city. Yeah. Oh, uh, back to your earlier question about the common response. Like a lot of people cried, like when they watched. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have friends that was like you wrecked, you wrecked us. That kind of that kind of comment. So it was quite like we did not intend to, but yeah, yeah that was the main main thing that. I could see that. I, I could see that happening. Yeah. It's definitely a powerful film, but that's a that's high compliment if you get people to have that reaction. Um, Feiling, I'll go to you, and then to both of you. Last question is, uh, you know, what what is your hope in terms of the impact you want this film to have, or, or even your future projects? I mean, um, what are you hopeful about um, when it comes to this type of storytelling? What 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 kind of impact are you looking to to have through to the stories you're telling? And Paling, maybe I'll start with you. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I mean, my hope for the impact of the film is actually very like. It's not a big kind of dream, but I think because I okay, I feel that film, you know, watching a film is a very personal experience. And you know, everyone watching the same film can have vastly different takeaways. So all I want is like, you know, if someone watches a film that plants a, either plants a seed or it makes them think about their own things or it shifts their perspective. So as long as there's like a shift, no matter how subtle it is, I think for me, that's already an impact because once you get people to start thinking and you start reflecting on their realities, for me, that's already a win. And I think that's the power of storytelling, right? You know, people ask, you know, what's the point of film? You just entertain and just watch a bunch of visuals on the screen, but they don't understand that like, it's a long game. You know, you watch a film and like, it hits you in very in ways you don't even know or you mm. didn't know you could even feel and then it stays with you so I think that's for me like the power of like what a film can do and what we hope to do yeah Absolutely. and of course like you know if change action comes after that that's like a real bonus yeah yeah but just that ability to shift thinking and maybe even behavior uh, which we, we have seen evidence of for sure through, through stories like this um Aiming, I'll give you the last words. What what are what kind of hope or hopes do you have in terms of the kinds of impact you want to have? For me, definitely it's more people to watch the film. And it kind of like um we want people from all walks of life, um, people who might not normally tune into even like the film film scene, right? The 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 aunties and uncles who like going about their daily life, they would not even think about this issue and like even the, the young, like, for example, I have young siblings, so actually they kind of, like, heard about me talking and they also got exposed to it. So they are, like, really young, like, 10 and 14 and school. Mm. 
um, you know, medical students and even frontline staff, um, elderly. So, so I, I definitely think this is a film that was worth sharing because it's so universal as like all these universal universal topics of you know love, loss, um, grief, and definitely uh, we hope to open doors and we hope to uh, open up conversations uh, for people to start thinking and talking about this issue. Yeah, I hope so. And, 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 you know, this is such a powerful film. So glad you all, you all made it and, and brought it to, to us. Um, again, the film is Lady. It's uh, really a powerful documentary about, as you said, love, loss, caregiving, dementia, family. There's so much here that folks, I hope will will get a chance to see it uh, if you haven't already. Again, our, our guest today, director Pei Ling and, and producer Yi Ming. Uh, thanks to you both for joining us. It was a really honor having you on. Thank you. Thank you so much.